Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I present to you Red Spotlight Entertainment. Are you, have you missed us? <laughs> uh, today, it's been a while, hasn't it? No. It feels like it's been a while. Uh, since we've been on our old stomping grounds, Red Spotlight, Earth Spotlight number 34, actually. War of the Series of the Magical Titles. <laughs> Quite a title. Um... Anyway, we have a lot to discuss. Uh, with me, I have the always here, Peter Martinez. How are you today, sir? Hello. That's I'm great. good. That's great. So, um, let's cut right to the chase. Uh, first off on the agenda, we have uh, Ben Affleck and the title of The Batman. So you say it's not true. Yeah, it's not true. So it's just a placeholder? You, you don't think they're going to... You don't think they're going to keep with the title? They might, but I think the whole point... When they asked Ben Affleck the question, he was saying, um, you know, the Batman was, was is our placeholder title, but it, it's it's most likely going to change mm -hmm. as we get everything figured out. Because right now, they don't really have anything figured out. They're just... So oh, like, the only thing we know is that Deathstroke is going to be yeah, that, the that's main it. antagonist. And so then he even made another comment afterwards. He saw like he's like like yeah like I don't know why people are running with it that that's the official title. Like, yeah. Mm, I like the title of the Batman, but I think his point is uh, that that was never meant to be the title. It was just sort of a placeholder we yeah. have for the film. So you know whatever they come up with is fine. I think titles are the least I, of their problems. I think it's a brilliant title. I think it definitely sets the sets all the other Batman properties apart the only Batman film I'm excited for is Lego Batman <laughs> that looks good you can't lie that does look good <laughs> Michael Michael Sarah as Robin what could go wrong you mean reggae Batman what are you talking about um anyway so that goes with uh Ben Affleck uh Hugh Jackman Logan did you read parts of the script? No, did, did they release they, parts of the they, script? They released, uh, they released a photo of the script. Oh. It, and it was like, he was like in between, uh, he was in the midst of a battle. Mm -hmm. Like a, like a fight. Like there was a bunch of, uh, of goons who were trying to capture, uh, capture old man Logan. Mm -hmm. And, uh, a person like smashes something on the back of his head and he just doesn't flinch and he just like completely starts mauling. The, um, the bad guys. Anyway, yeah. that's the whole thing. Uh, what do you think? Of, have you seen the poster? Yes, I have. What do you think of the poster? It's pretty intriguing. I think it's insightful into the tone of the film. Who do you think? Who do you think's holding uh, Logan's hand? Um, it could be anyone. Do you think it's uh? Do you think it's this girl X something? Twenty three. Yeah, X twenty three. When I saw it, that was my guess. 
but you know, it it could be it could, it could be, be Ryan Reynolds' uh, little uh, little, little hand. baby hen that he plays. <laughs> Um, I love Ryan Reynolds. I, he's yeah. the bestest as, ever. As, as soon as that po- that picture came out, it uh-huh. says, I did not authorize my hand to be used. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting way to go for the name, though. Logan. Logan. And I think that really I, that know, shows how they're trying to make a, a, a very personal It, it does feel very film. personal. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you get... I mean, it's not called the Wolverine, Wolverine Three, mm-hmm. Old Van Wolverine, or anything like that. It's just simply Logan, and I think that it, it is a very. Uh, I, I I feel the sense that there's going to be a lot of closure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of co- closure with um with his character. Um, Patrick Stewart is going to play a uh, Charles Xavier in the movie, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, there's also a lot of cussing in the in the little script. Oh, wasn't the it? little script, so it's definitely gonna be a, a an R-rated movie, uh, and we already know um, there was a little preview at the end of uh, of Apocalypse. Um, spoilers um, that Sinister is gonna be uh, is gonna be the next uh, the next uh, bad guy. I don't know if they're gonna hold that for. Uh, I mean. Uh, yeah, he's gonna be. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna be reserved for, an gonna X-Men, be for the next X Men movie film. or for a uh, or for a Deadpool movie. Well, the right right now, the whole X Men universe, whatever at Fox, is all kinds of messed up. You know, I have no idea what goes where and what timeline. Yeah, you know, it's it, things just kind of exist. Um, so it's gonna be really interesting to see where Logan takes place and how it corresponds to the next X-Men film mm-hmm. and how that corresponds to Deadpool. So I really hope someone there is kind of saying, like, if we want a movie universe, Mo- yeah, which I'm assuming that's what they're trying to get at, they really need to get their shit together and kind of be like, okay, this happens then, that happens then, that happens then. Like get the timeline cleared. Because it's very confusing. Cleared. Yeah, get it, get it, get it a lot cleared. Because I've watched every single one of your films. And I have no idea where, what's going on. Yeah, but so if Mister, I don't know if Mister Sinister is in this one. I I thought of it more as a tease for the next X Men film. Yeah, it seems like this Wolverine is going to be very, very personal. Because he does. Because he. Because they did jack a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Wolverine's DNA. That's true. And. Um, I guarantee you the storyline is gonna follow Old Man Logan, because I you know he's that's the one that's thing. A, there was already pictures of set photos of uh, uh-huh. of uh, of Hugh Jackman on there, yeah. and he had like his uh, he had like a full beard. It was gray, and his hair was all gray, and uh, so I, I it's most likely that they're gonna do an Old Man Logan story. Um, I wasn't the most excited person in the world about a new Wolverine film uh-huh. I mean I love them and I've act- I really actually liked the the last Wolverine film but this this definitely it, it's intrigued me a lot more just mm-hmm. to see the direction they're going in and just to name it Logan because especially because it's gonna be a solid R rated movie yeah that, that's very interesting too but just the fact that uh, you know the movie studios they're all about making money and they're like people love Wolverine we need to put Wolverine in the title so people know it's a Wolverine film 
Yeah. But they they were very explicit and said this movie's gonna be called Logan. So that it's it's interesting. And I and I hope it's a repeat of Deadpool in which they try something kind of different uh-huh. and that it really pays off for them. Next thing on the on the on the list we have Lemony Snicket. It's a series of unfortunate events. You mean Netflix's Lemony Snicket's a series of unfortunate yes, events. Yes, yes, with the ever great Patrick Warburton. Warburton. Playing uh playing Lemony Snicket. Mm-hmm. You don't like that. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just I said I didn't like the way he played it in the trailer. Mm. That's what I said. You felt he was too uh whimsical. Not whimsical. It was there was no whimsy in it. It was it was very s- straight faced, like you know whatever, very like you Rod. Know. I got a kind of a Rod Sterling. Vibe yeah, from yeah, it. definitely that vibe. And the the thing that always stood out to me about Lemmy Snicket in the books was that it was that somber. It was all he was always very somber. You know when he told you, you know you know don't don't read this book. It's sad. It wasn't like, it like not sort of a sarcastic drag way the way uh, Patrick Warburger kind of said it. It was like Warburger, Warburger, Burger. <laughs> he, I was Joe from Family Guy. We'll just call him Joe from Joe. Family Joe, Guy. let's call him Joe. Croc. Uh, <laughs> he always in the book it always came off very um, earnest, like he really meant like this is a sad story. Like don't read it. I remember we were messaging and mm-hmm. you said that you liked uh, you preferred uh, Jude Law's uh, interpretation of uh, of a uh, Lemony Snicket. Yeah. I really liked it because first of all, he was very mysterious. Mm-hmm. Like you, you really didn't get a, a full like look at his face. He was always usually in shadow and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And which is good because you never get a full look at Lemony Snicket in the when books you first, either. When you first see uh, his, when you first see Lemony Snicket in the in the movie version of it, he's hiding away in the clock tower. Yeah, and like and you know whenever he was narrating and stuff, he he felt very honest and earnest. Like this this is I like in the beginning when he said you may have wandered into this movie theater you know with a happy film about a happy elf. But this isn't that story. Like I, I bought and into that. I like and the part, and I like the kind of like, like that he is the main author of the books, mm-hmm. and I like the part where he was like when when the train was gonna hit the hit the oh. car with the kids in it. And he ran out of paper. And, and then he's like, oh, lost. I ran out of ink. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I like that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how they they uh, they do it with. This lemony, because, like how they incorporate him into the story. Because it was a, because it was a, it was told that um, that two episodes are going to be dedicated to one book. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think of this format? I like it. I like. It, I like. It, I like it because the fir- the film, which I actually have a soft spot in my heart for the yeah. film, it's it w- it's not like a, I don't I wouldn't consider it like the best adaptation. Yeah, but I liked it. It was it was definitely enjoyable. It, it got the vibe right, which I think is sort of the hardest thing to do with yeah lemon uh, with the because it's a lot events. of uh, it's a lot of fourth wall breaking. Fourth wall breaking. It's it's really dark and some bad things happen. I mean, but it it's also funny. I mean, it isn't like uh, like Harry Potter where it's like yeah 
straightforward. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a lot of uh, manicness, mm-hmm. um, especially with uh, with uh, the main antagonist, yeah. Count Olaf, which yeah. I I I love the idea of uh, Neil Patrick Harris. That's great cast doing uh, doing Count Olaf. He looks like him, and the voice. The voice, yeah. yeah, when you hear him talk in the trailer, that's great. I think it's great. Um, I will say I'm still very excited. I'm, yeah. I'm so excited because I love the books. It's going to come out in January great. next year. and That's actually pretty soon. We're going to. We're yeah. definitely going to binge watch that. Oh, heck yes. And um, what was I going to say? I think the, the, the so far the casting's great and Netflix has really great. And they're track having record. a they're having a two almost unknown kids. I mean, you have a you have a the, classic theater actor coming mm-hmm. in and playing Klaus Baudelaire, mm-hmm. and then uh, remember in a remember uh, Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Remember the g- little girl who played young Maleficent. Oh yeah, yeah. She's gonna play a uh, um, Violet. And the, Violet the, Bo- the baby Baudelaire. for Sunny. And uh, the ba- yeah, the baby is gonna play Sunny. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, I'm I'm really excited. And then uh, Joan Cusack is gonna play Judge Strauss. That's 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 a that's a good casting. You're getting really good actors, especially because it's like Netflix. Yeah, like it's not a feature length film, but then again, there's a lot of feature length films with like Will Smith coming out in a film that's exclusively to Netflix. Really? Yeah. Um, what's his name? the the screenwriter who's on everything Max Landis uh-huh. he he sold uh, a script for like three million or something like that and it's going straight to Netflix it's and it's a science fiction film and I think you know the one who's the one that directed Suicide Squad David Ayer David Ayer uh-huh. I, th- I think David Ayer is directing and then it's gonna star Will Smith and Y'all yeah jokers be crazy yeah jokers must be crazy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. So, w- Netflix is really, really blowing up. Is it is it possible to put Netflix stuff. movies into the Academy um, list? In- interesting you said that. Because Netflix just brokered a deal with a movie chain, a high-end movie chain. Because there's certain rules in which films need to play in movie theaters for a mm-hmm. certain number of days. I think it's like seven days. Or something like in that. In order to be considered on the yeah. Academy Award winning. And, and some rule about it has to be in both New York and L.A. Or something like that. And that's where these chains are stationed. And they broker a deal with them to show their original movies and documentaries in those chains. At the same time that they release them on Netflix. And that's, that's obviously a bid to try and get um, Academy recognition. So one of their films does blow up. Which I think... It's a matter of time. Beasts of No Nations, I don't know if you saw it, which came to Netflix, was, was a really good film. It didn't get any Academy love, but I think it's just a matter of time. You're going to see it really soon. Yeah, because it's already being accepted in the Emmys. Yeah, well, because they're making good shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, House of Cards, uh, everything with Marvel, that's, that's going to be, by the end of it, like four or five series. Stranger Things, Narcos. Oh, like, man, especially Dude. Like, Stranger Things has... Blew up. Re, re, yeah, it's now become, like, a cultural phenomenon. You see, like, memes everywhere about where's Barbara or... Bar... <laughs> I, that's, I think that's funny out of all the characters that she... Yeah, wrote. it's like, where's Barbara mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, I, lo- I love how Netflix is, you know... And something that 
and I and I really really hope that a series of unfortunate events is next on that list. Yeah, I'm hoping so much because that that story is something I really want to see. I wonder how many episodes there's gonna be. Because, I think it was eight. Because there's thirteen books. Uh huh. And there's gonna be two uh, uh two episode two episodes are gonna be dedicated per book. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, are they gonna do a second season? I think they they said there's only gonna be eight episodes. Eight episodes. So, okay. That's four books in one season? Yeah. So you got at least three seasons, maybe. Three seasons? Yeah. Or two. If you rush it. Um, Neil Patrick Harris will have a job for a while. <laughs> I think he'd have a job regardless for a while. He's Neil Patrick Harris. But no, I think that's a, that's a great casting choice. Especially after Jim Carrey, because I thought Jim Carrey did a good job. Especially with his dino arms. His dino... <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. But... Netflix and a lot of the thing people have been saying I they think might be the reason why Netflix blows up so much is because they just let people do whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's they, a lot of creative, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of creative license. Like they basically just come to them like, but they have to have everything themselves. Like these are our directors, our producers, our mm-hmm. actors. You know, we our our story, our script, we got everything. Give us money, you know. And, and then, Netflix is like. Okay, here. They look at it, they're like, all right, here's your budget, go. And then they just... they do it. They do it, and I think that's great. And it's it's really paying off for them. That's why... It's uh, like the ultimate indie film scenario thing. Yeah, and I think that's why you see a lot of uh, talented people moving towards those sort of avenues, because they see it's incredibly hard to get a film paid for and made and distributed like, in this day and age, but shoot. Like, there's another... Go to streaming uh, service. There's another uh, comedy out there called uh, called uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> oh, and yeah. And that's being blown up. I, I've been meaning to see that. I, have, I haven't I heard seen it's it yet. funny. I heard it's really funny. I want to check it out. Um, all right. So the next in the list, um, speaking of book series, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. All you got a wizard... Harry, eight all uh, all eight of the films are uh, are mm-hmm. getting a a theatrical release, and uh, in uh, on Netflix. I mean, not Netflix on Netflix, IMAX. Oh my god! IMAX theater. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be cool if they were streaming that. Um, anyway, so Harry Potter is being released into the eight. Uh, mm-hmm. All eight films are getting released into IMAX. What do you think of that? Well, like I was telling you before we started this. I've never seen a feature-length film in IMAX before. I'll see... It's beautiful. you got to at least do it once. I, I mean, not just documentary, but like a feature-length film. Yeah, like, you know, in San Diego, over at like the history mu- Natural History Museum and yeah. then like the Science Museum, they'll show like dinosaur movies or and like Under the Sea movies. And the last one I saw was about like astronauts, and I really liked it, and it's cool. But I've never seen like a feature-length film in, uh, in IMAX. Now, I love uh, Harry Potter, but, but it's not the film that I'm, I'm going to, like, travel far distances, because there's no, obviously there's no there's IMAX no, theater near where yeah. we live. It's not the film I'm going to travel large distances to, uh, to go and watch. Uh-huh. Like I said, I'm, I'm waiting for the first feature-length IMAX film for me to see will probably be uh, the first part of Infinity War. 
the first uh, the first film that you see in theaters. Uh-huh. Imagine is John Favreau's uh, Lion King remake. It might be. <laughs> Heck, I don't know the future. Oh my god. Life is cruel. It probably will be. There's a good chance that'll happen. Uh, I mean, but, just, I mean, there's other films that can come out I, before that. So. I think the timing is a little bit like. Like, they're trying to capitalize on the Harry Potter Oh, heck yeah. Thing, and again, good business. You fa- can't blame them. Fantastic Beasts is coming out and in November. And that looks great. Looks and, great. Uh, and the Harry Potter play is, is, uh, is getting uh, massive great attention. Review. The book? Well, yeah, not the book, the, but the, the script. The, the script, script is now in book form. And you know, people and are really buying the crap up. out of it, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so Harry Potter is getting a huge resurgence. And it's, and it's cool. Cool that all the potheads are coming out. Pot- oh come on! <laughs> They're called pure bloods. The the fandom. Oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> the fandom is called pure blood, so I'd rather call them potheads. <laughs> why why would they call themselves pure blood? I don't know. <laughs> they gotta understand how like terrible that sounds. Um, but enough mucking around. Let's talk about war for the planet of the apes. Uh, so the plot has been revealed about the movie. Mm-hmm. The plot goes like this. Following the events of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Caesar and his ape colony are embroiled in a battle with an army of humans. When the apes suffer heavy losses, Caesar wrestles with his darker instincts as he resolves to avenge his kind. The battle pits Caesar against the human's leader, a ruthless colonel, mm-hmm. in a encounter that will determine the fate of their species and Earth's future. Now, the colonel is going to be cat- played by Woody Harrelson. Oh. And, uh... It's the people's way. <laughs> Alright, never mind. Continue. <laughs> um, so, and, uh, of course, Caesar is going to be played by uh, Andy Serkis. And, uh, Steve Zahn is going to be playing an ape. Who's Steve Zahn? Steve Zahn. Um, this guy. This guy right here. Oh, I know that guy. He's cool. I like him. He's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we're gonna have, uh, Apes versus, Apes versus Man. You, you, whenever we talk about this, uh, rebooted ape franchise, uh-huh. whenever I, I just want to give up on reboots, I always, you, I always you look remember back, about this. I remember Planet of the Apes, cause I'm like, at, at the beginning, I'm like, that's so stupid Cashin, but at the end, it wasn't, like, it was... Because, dude, it was, like, amazing, and then... It was Rise, a good film. Rise was good, and mm-hmm. then Dawn was better, and then, uh, and then... Hopefully. They're, they're, but they're both great films, and... It ain't... <laughs> Apes uh, on tanks. I, I, with machine guns. On horseback, On sir. horseback. What are they gonna do in the next one? Have them, like, on, like, helicopters? With a minigun. With a minigun. In the middle of L.A. Tommy gun. Like, <laughs> uh, like The Rock... In the last, uh... It, we should have it... the last we, Fast and it should, be, it should be, like, Mad Max. Like Mad style. Max with apes? <laughs> Mad you Max with... Dude! It might be the fourth one. The fourth one... Because it'll, it'll just be that bad. They'll be in cars like... But you know what's great? I think... Have, the, have them play, like, a flamethrowing guitar. <laughs> you, know, you know what's great about this franchise, though, is that, um... Caesar, Caesar's a great character, but you can continue the story after Caesar is gone. Yeah. Because you can, I definitely see that as sort of a generations, generational story, 
you know, moving all the way to the apes. first uh, Planet of the Apes. Apes, the next generation. Don't knock it. They might They might do it. <laughs> I think this is going to be the last film of Caesar. Really? And I think, think this he, is... This do you is, think he's going to die? Yeah. Or, yeah? And I think this is going to cement sort of his his legacy where he where he becomes sort of like godlike to the apes and then that's how like in the far future when humans you know are are like are degraded you, you know like in the first film when uh they they come back they or they go to the far future uh-huh. and they land on earth and stuff like that and they they speak about caesar as sort of this revered character he's he's gonna be like monkey jesus Monkey Basic, Jesus, basically, yeah. So, so Harambe, so Harambe. <laughs> God, like right when the Harambe jokes started to finish, this movie's gonna come out, and then it's, it's gonna, gonna reboot. And then it's, <laughs> it's gonna reboot Harambe's the, Revenge. It's gonna be the reboot of the meme. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna come back. That just never die. <laughs> but I'm super excited for this film. Is is the same director uh, directing it? What's his name? Um, the director who is directing this uh, this film uh-huh. is Matt Reeves. Yeah, Matt Reeves. It's the same guy. He's a great he's a great director. So yeah, he. Yeah. So I guess yeah, he's gonna come back. Super excited. Those uh, are those are fun uh, action films. Are you excited for uh, for Murder on the Orient Express? You tell me, because I have a feeling you are. I am excited for it. Explain. Okay, it is a uh, it is a novel by Agatha Christie, and it's kind of like Clue, but on a train instead of a house. Hmm. Have you seen Clue? Yeah, I've seen Clue. Okay, it's kind of like Clue, but it's gonna be set on a train, and it's gonna star uh, Judy Dench, mm-hmm. Johnny Depp, and uh, Daisy Ridley. That sounds, uh, sounds good. It's been a while since I've seen, like, a mainstream, really good mystery. Mystery movie? Maybe the last one, if you can count it, is Gone Girl. (laughs) She was gone. Girl. (laughs) You ruin everything, Kyle. I want you to know that you ruin everything. I know, and it's so much fun. No, it isn't. It's so much fun. But it sounds it's it sounds intriguing. There was a original movie. Mm-hmm. With it, the only there was a um, the original uh, the people that were in it was uh, Albert Finney, Michael York, Vanessa Redgrave, Sean and uh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. She talks in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Once Gotham is ashes, <laughs> then you have my permission to die. Where's, where's money? Where, where's <laughs> I barely got it. Wow. <laughs> really, you barely got it. Of all the majorly obscure references that you make, I make, like, the most known reference, and it took you forever to get it. Maybe I'm only prone to obscure references. Maybe. Maybe that's it. So that was the original movie, and it came out in, uh, and it was uh, 1974 when it came out. So I'm very much looking forward to it. I think that the three leads are amazingly cast. Like Johnny Depp mm-hmm. in this 
But I mean, we've seen incredible casting for terrible films. Like movie 43. Um, but Leo loves that film. Do you know that? Why? He's a weird kid. He is a weird kid. We love him, though. We love you, Julio. I know you'll never hear this. Um, but anyway, so I'm excited for Orient Express. So, mm-hmm. that concludes our broadcast. Is that it? Like, that's it. Would you, do you want to talk about anything else? you have anything? you have any uh, news that you want to talk about? Really? Yeah. You're not going to bring up the fact that uh, they're coming out with the live action The Great Mouse Detective? Is that is that confirmed? It's confirmed. Is, I you, confirmed it right now oh, with you. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. That's great. Who's <laughs> gonna direct it? John Favreau. <laughs> yes. He directs all the things. He directs all the things, and people need to know this. Uh. So anyway, that was Red Spotlight number thirty-four. My name is Kyle Lira. My name is Alexis. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, we'll check you guys out later in the next podcast. Uh, subscribe if you haven't subscribed. And, uh, and, and Don't say that. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. And rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told, and some choose to believe it. But I know they're wrong, wait and see. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Wow, I wish I could sing like you. (laughs) Who said that every wish would be heard and answered, wished on the morning star? Well, you know, somebody just thought of that. And someone believed it And look what it's done so far You know What's so amazing that keeps us stargazing What do we think we might see? Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers voice might be one and the same. I've heard it too many times to ignore it. It's something that I'm supposed to be. Yeah. 
the rainbow connection, the lava 